Welcome to Season 3, Episode 7 of Strike 3 Podcast. In this episode, CB, Trav, and I conclude our series on camps and clinics for 2022 with a discussion with our friend Alex Scandalis. Alex uh, is the president of United Umpires, which is comprised of two parts, the United Collegiate Umpires, um, pro- which is primarily in the northeastern corner of the United States, and United Travel Umpires, which are throughout the Midwest, South, and East. So, so please join us in our discussion with Alex Scandalis. Welcome to the show. Thou search for the source of taking your umpiring to the next level has ended. Rest thou weary body and allow thou'st ears and mind to be uplifted for body and soul. For thou hast found Strike Three Podcast with your host, CB, Enoch, and Trav. Ho, 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 righty then. Well, welcome to another splendid edition of Strike Three Podcast. I'm CB. I'm Enoch. And I'm Trev. We are now joined by United Umpires Group CEO, Alex Gondalis. Alex, welcome back to the show, buddy. Hey, guys. How are you? It's good to, good to be here again. Good, Alex. Hey, great to see you, brother. Yeah, yeah great to see you, man. And, and at near the end of the summer season, it's always good to see people that have survived through the spring and the <laughs> summer madness. So it's like we made it, and uh, but we're getting revved up again here. You know, it's uh, no rest for the weary. You know, you know. I was just telling telling Colin a little, a little while ago. Is like I'm just starting to get the the fall ball schedules coming in, um, and it's going to be interesting here. We've had a number of head coaches change on the West Coast, so yeah, yeah. The programs that you were helping before, it's like oh well. I'm sure like you guys, we're, we're kind of getting amped up for, for clinics here. You know, it's the uh, September, October clinic season. So we're getting ready for that. And, uh, you know, just the, the calendar will turn over again. Without a doubt. Doing it. And then that's the uh, big main focus of, of the show is uh, camps and clinics. Clinics. It's the uh, silly season, as you get, I guess you could say <laughs> <laughs> for, yeah. uh, for baseball umpires. Uh, the first question I have for you is how were your spring and summer seasons? You know what? They, they were pretty good. I think like everybody we're dealing with the challenges of, of making sure that we have enough people that we're recruiting and retaining enough umpires to, to staff everything we have, you know, from little league all the way up to what we've got going on at the division one college level. And, and also then the college summer leagues, which is sometimes our biggest challenge. So, but a lot of umpires stepping up, you know, raising the level of their game to, to, to a higher level this year and, and being able to step on some collegiate summer league fields and, and maybe one step higher than they've been in the past. And that's certainly always helpful. And then of course, we're very lucky in that our umpires just they go the extra mile if we need a favor if we need something they're they're always willing even with gas at five six dollars a gallon if if we say hey we need you to go 80 90 miles tonight there's very few that that have any issue and are always willing to help so that that's not only a great feeling from being able to do the job but also just kind of the culture that we've been able to to procure and and we're always thrilled with that oh that's awesome worth its weight in gold i tell you what as a fellow signer there's a few guys i rely on and 
<laughs> my co-hosts co or some of them, they get those emergency calls, panic, um, and, and they always help out as best they can. So it's always appreciated. Sure. Yeah. And especially, you know, once, once you get into the deep summer, a lot of these guys have been going since, since February, March. So, you know, you, you understand when they're tired and you really appreciate it when they go the extra mile. Right. But dude, taking that vacation the last week in July is like, oh, wait <laughs> one more week. <laughs> I not wait till August. As I said, it's always good to see at the end of the season and know, know that we all survive. So that's yeah, a, for sure. For sure. Major plus, major plus. So part of the things that going in, into fall, we've finished the season, we're wrapping that all up, trying to get ramped up for the next year. One of the things kind of getting forward, you mentioned is retention and guys are taking step forward and maybe stretching a little bit. Um, that kind of gets into training, helping guys improve themselves. And you guys, I know it's a big piece for you of training. So fall camps and clinics, it's, it's camp clinic season. So yeah, it's, it's, it, it's here. And for, for us, it, it actually starts a little bit earlier than probably most. We're actually already three camps in with, with two camps in Indianapolis, a, a two, two umpire and a three umpire. And then Mm -hmm. uh, a larger eval here that we just did in in New York and I think for us you know we're always looking at the camp season in two pieces uh, education and evaluation the combination of those two things is one thing that's really really difficult because um, you want to give people an opportunity to be evaluated and I think umpires are looking for that mm -hmm. uh, but I think also you want to take the opportunity as supervisors when you have that captive audience to, to do some education as well. And I think we've really strived here with our schedule that we're rolling out for the fall to have a balance of uh, education and evaluation at everything that we're doing, because we want to give the opportunity for those umpires that you just referred to, who are kind of looking to make that next step or, or expanding their horizons mm -hmm. to, to get some of that education, but then also be able to work with in a setting where there was some more experienced umpires who can also help them on the field. Um, and, and I think from an evaluation standpoint, we've always tried to shy away from the one, two, three inning evaluation. I, I think you'll find that at most of the events that we're running that um, we're looking at maybe two full days of training and then two, two and a half full days of of games where an umpire gets an opportunity to maybe work every position in a full game twice, um, which I think most of our uh, people have, have really enjoyed because you work on something, you work on something. Now you work that position again, you're working on it again. And it's not just one inning here, one inning there, or, you know, and I understand that everyone's got different constraints, but that's what we always kind of strive for on our end. Right. Right. I remember, uh, Many times, you know, also being a student of clinic, work, working U3, and, and the inning was two strikeouts and a pop-up. Yeah. <laughs> now you're out. Hey, yeah. I didn't miss a call. I didn't miss a call. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all been on both ends of those. You know, you're, you're out there and you you wish for that inning when, uh, when you're getting paid on a Tuesday afternoon, but instead you got it... Uh, on Saturday morning at the clinic where you were looking for something to happen. And you paid money to. to <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think for us, obviously our geography being so big, we really have to make an effort to 
try to move around and speak to all of our different umpires. And I think in, in the fall here, despite all the different brands and things that we're doing, we're speaking mostly to, to our high school, upper level high school umpires and, and collegiate umpires. And that geography for us, you know, kind of ranges from North Carolina up to, you know, as far West as maybe central Pennsylvania and then even up all the way through Maine. So, you know, in the five announced this, you know, for this season already, and we'll have a couple more coming here, but um, we're going up to Maine to, to try to do some evaluations and then kind of in, in the heart of our area, we're going to be in Cortland, New York, and we'll be in uh, Newark, Piscataway, New Jersey, um, which is a, a big area for us. Um, also kind of where I'm from. So that's our, our big base, mm-hmm. big base in New Jersey. Um, we'll head out to central Pennsylvania where we're really trying to build um, a staff, especially for uh, two umpire uh, games. So we're, we're doing some two umpire stuff out in central PA and then um, at the beautiful Lake Point sports complex down in Atlanta. Um, we'll we'll kind of run a, a hybrid down there. And, and what I mean by that is it'll be a three umpire clinic, but we get a, we get kind of a mixture of uh, umpires that, are working collegiate baseball in the Southeast portion of the country who work for us at Lake Point um, during the summer. And then we get a, a ton of mid Atlantic and Northeast umpires who like the idea, Hey, I, I want to go to a clinic and I want to travel a little bit. And, and they come down and we try to find that balance for them. So Chris Marshall will be there obviously evaluating and teaching and, and John Porter, um, you know, on, on a live look in through, through their uh, play site, Stuff, but we also uh, invite Mike McCray, who is a NAIA and D two assigner mm-hmm. uh, for the Southern States and the Gulf South, and then for we're excited this year for uh, the first time uh, Dave Brown's going to come down and, and evaluate for at least a day, and he's a Division two coordinator. So it's a nice blend of you know giving opportunities to current United Collegiate umpires, but also trying to incorporate some of the the United travel umpires that work for us, give them some opportunities and you never know how all that, all that's going to shake out and, and where it helps benefit umpires. So, and that's really the ultimate goal is um, give people a chance, even if, even if maybe we're not educating or moving someone along within our system, we're, we're making the whole product better. And when the whole product's better, it's better everywhere for everyone. So that, that winds up helping us in some manner as well. Right. The old adage of rising tide. Sure. So speaking of that, uh, of your, of the different uh, camps and clinics that you have going on, the ones that you mentioned, um, are there still spaces available? Yeah. So we, um, we'll ha- we have opportunities still available at all of them. I would say, you know, we roll out a pretty robust schedule in terms of volume. And really our goal there is we would rather run six 20 umpire camps then 260 umpire camps. Um, and, and that's just from the standpoint of being able to go to a lot of different geographies, which we need to do because of our size. Um, you're huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah the, right? Just the huge, the size. And again, coming from, you know, you're getting North all the way down to North Carolina, all the way to central PA, all the way to Maine, that, that could be six, seven, 800 miles. So um, we want to give umpires an opportunity, especially 
with stuff that's still going on with COVID and things, there are still some people who are uncomfortable traveling. And we, you know, we understand that. We want to give people opportunities closer to their home. And that means, hey, we've got to be on the road for five, six, seven weekends. So really bringing that number down to, to 20 or so, we could take 16, we could take 20, we could take 24. So when you ask if there's kind of spots still left, we're pretty flexible there because we're never going to get to 60, 65, 70, where you start saying to yourself, geez, where are we going to put all these people? Um, 90, 120. (laughs) (laughs) So there's very few times. I mean, every once in a while we'll, we will throw a sold out sign up there uh, because we probably are at our capacity. Um, But that capacity is probably further along than even the capacity we had in our mind. So we Mm -hmm. thought, 12, we got 16, we're at 18. We better say sold out, you know, (laughs) that very rarely happens. I mean, I've had even a lot of people email me in the last couple of days and say, Hey, you know, I want to come, I got to firm something up. Can you hold my spot? And I said, look, if we get to the point where we're selling every one of these out, you know, we're going to feel really good about what we're doing and I'll find you a spot. We'll open something else up. And that's, that's nice with the flexibility that we have to, to be able to do that. So we're excited to, to be able to help people, even if they are a little late to the game. Space is available. So obviously guys are still looking to get better. Raising the tide. Um, we've talked about umpire retention. What's your feeling of the importance or the correlation of, you know, helping umpires get better and retaining umpires that you have on staff? It's really interesting. I don't think anybody wants to do anything that they're bad at in general. It, I mean, you might say I'm going to persevere, but if over a long period of time, you're not good at anything, I think the tendency as a human being is to not want to do that. I mean, why would you want to do something that you're terrible at? Right. Um, you know, so I, I think when people talk about retention, a lot of times they don't make that link to education. And I think it's so important because if, if you get into umpiring and you take that, you know, first year high school class and maybe it's taught well, maybe it's taught poorly. And as you start to work games, if you don't continue to get better and excel, you're going to give up. You're going to stop umpiring. Um, so that's why from our standpoint, you know, not only are we doing umpire education through this clinic season for our collegiate umpires on our travel side at United Tri-State and United Travel, we have people on site all the time, site supervisors, just trying to help umpires. So it might not be the umpire who's trying to advance from division three to division two, to division one, but someone who, you know, just started, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. We had a young man from New York uh, call us and say he wanted to come to Indianapolis this summer. And uh, he had been umpiring 10 weeks. Now in Indianapolis, we have games from eight and under all the way to 17 and under. So pretty much if you have some experience, we can find some spot for you. But during that time period, during that eight weeks he spent in Indianapolis, he started out on the nine U fields. And we call that, you know, D25, D26, all the way in the back. And by the time, you know, the summer was over, he had made it all the way up to say D7 or D8, you know, and and over the course of that time, just in those eight weeks, in the work he put in, the help that he got, um, 
he got better and better and better. Now, if he was an umpire and he was just sent out to D25, D26 every day to work nine-year-old baseball, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't stick with it because he's like, oh, this, this isn't a lot of fun. Um, and I'm not improving. I don't see any progress. But just seeing that little bit of progress, and maybe it was going from the beginning of the summer he was – mostly nine-year-olds the, you know by the end of the summer it was 13 and 14 year olds well he's made a whole bunch of progress <laughs> and you know what feels good about what he's doing we feel really good about the fact that we we're able to help somebody and I think that's how you build the retention but that's really hard I mean we're lucky at the places we have that we have complexes that are staffed and things like that you look at probably tournaments you know, in 80% of the instances, you're sending two people to this high school and two people to that high school and two people to this little league complex and that little league complex. And we've got to, we've got to cover the games, but it's really hard to keep on top of the education and retention part of it when you're sending people all over the place. And so again, we're, we take advantage of it. We'd like to think that we have a higher retention rate than most and we better because if we don't, we're not doing it right. And we need to figure out what we're going to fix to make it better. So I, again, like I'll just reiterate, I think education retention and retention and getting better at what you're doing, I think are all tied together and we need to figure out ways to educate our first through third year umpires officials in any sport because that's going to be that critical time I mean I don't know what the percentages were that kind of the federation had quoted but I know that a high percentage of officials from year zero to year three you know fall off they get into it and they're gone um get the number two and it's it's not encouraging no but (laughs) if you can keep them past three years or past five years, I think the statistics also say you're going to have them for life. Right. Um, so that's kind of where we're at on, on that piece. And we, we believe that just education and retention are, are, you know, tied together and we're going to continue to, to pump that out. And, and at the same time, also understanding that your zero to three year umpires, like, they're not going to be spending $500 on a camp. Like we have to find ways to educate them within their means, you know, college umpire who has the potential to make a thousand dollars or much more in certain cases, paying $500 to, you know, increase your education, your continuing education. Okay. That's part of the drill. But when you make 6250 for, you know, a little league game or whatever it is, you know, we're not going to ask a person like that to shell out 500 bucks. And, and we as assigners, supervisors, evaluators, whatever it is, we've got to find ways to keep those, you know, guys in the game because maybe six or seven years from now, they are the umpires that are, you know, in your two games and three games and possibly your D1 games. But if they don't make it past three years, they're nothing. Right. And you got to make it realistic. And then on top of that, with the advent of, and it's becoming more and more prevalent and it's sad to say, but uh, you know, violence against sports officials, it's, 
it's it's really gotten to a point to where it's it's really really bad and it's gaining more and more um, attention in the public eye uh, and it's uh, a sad state of affairs and just having those umpires especially those young umpires creating an environment where they just feel safe walking onto the field yeah it's I, I mean, it's really, really difficult when you have a, a younger official in terms of experience, and, and then they also might be younger in terms of age too. Um, that you know, that's the combination that's really tough. No experience and looks younger or is younger, and and the world of baseball dictates that we've got to send that young man or young woman to a to a field with another person and they're the only two people there. There's no site supervisor. There's no uh, tournament representation. And this is going on all over the place, all over the country. And that's that bad combination of the umpires don't have the experience. They're probably not very good. Um, and that's not a knock on them. It's just where they are in their careers. Right. And then you have, you know, overzealous parents who may or may not be supervised, may or may not be drinking and, um, you know, you can have some bad situations occur. And, and I do think that this, again, certainly isn't any official's fault, but I would venture to say that probably many of these instances that we see that are so unfortunate do involve officials with a little bit less experience. They don't know how to handle X, Y, and Z. And, you know, maybe the more experienced official might have gotten the police called before the next thing happened or got out of there before the next thing happened, but they're an experience, you know, and, and the way it came at them, it's, it's just really tough. And it's, I feel very lucky that we're dealing with a lot of complexes and a lot of supervision, but I, I don't envy some, some assigners that have to send their officials, you know, almost by themselves to, to fields here and there. Yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough spot. Well, with that in mind, I'll, uh, let me ask you, and uh, we'll wrap up with the uh, with this question. And uh, before we do, we just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to uh, join us today. And uh, we will have Alex's camps listed uh, in our show notes and links to them so people can go. And uh, if they're thinking about camp and they use uh, Strike 3 Podcast as a resource, they can go and uh, know where to find you. Sure, um, appreciate that. Sure. So we'll end with this. Thanks for on the... The, the macumpires.org? Yeah, yeah, we're everything's on macumpires.org. And then uh, the United Facebook page is a, is a pretty good resource at this point. Right. Awesome. So uh, with retention and everything like that in mind, what are your opinions and thoughts on uh, umpire recruitment? Mm. This, is, uh, this is such a great question because I realized, I think at some point that uh, I wasn't good at this. Um, I, I'm simply not a good recruiter. Uh, my, I think I'm in terms of retention and education. I, I think I am able to be a leader in that, in that sect, but in terms of recruitment and actually where do we find these people and how do we pull them out? We just, we decided I got together with Todd Marler, who's my president at United travel. And we brought a team in, uh, I mean, we have a team of three or four guys, three or four umpires, um, who work on this. And I actually wasn't even part of the meeting. I said, Todd, you run this thing. Cause I, who knows what I'll say or what my ideas are. 
and but later on kind of it was it was brought to my attention how it was run and he he sat down with these three or four people who were on our team and said no idea is too stupid you know let's hear everything you got and those guys sat there for you know an hour and just spit out all kinds of stuff and uh, stuff that you know some of it was you know way on the other side um we couldn't even you know think about doing but just all those ideas just brought together but i think what they found was that it, it all kind of centered around some sort of education um so as much as i just said you know the retention piece that i was better at and the recruitment you know not so much um i think they're both still centered in education um i think that we had a lot of success with a five week zoom event so we did an hour and a half on zoom with brian debrower our director of training in january just doing a lot of different things and you know the goal of our team was just get somebody to watch the first 10 minutes just get somebody to watch the first half hour just get them to watch the first episode um and of course we had a ton of umpires that have been doing it that wanted to participate and did but i would say you know throughout the country we're able to pick up a good 20, 30, 40 umpires that actually were able to go on the field for us. And then on top of that, you know, just umpires from different sections of wherever who then went to their local assigners and said, Hey, I live in Cleveland. You know, I just took this class. I'd like to take more classes and understand more about officiating. And um, I, I think, I think it made a big impact. And I think we've also had a lot of success with baseball players, especially those players. I think I would say like D3, JUCO, NAIA, some of those players who their commitments maybe in the off season are not as stringent, maybe as a D1 player. Um, So they're able to do some umpiring in the summer and then also Maybe they play on a team. Maybe they've got some lifting to do or whatever. But you know, we've we've really had some some great success with with that. And and I think on the other side, in the spring, uh, we've had pretty good success with football players in terms of you know they're kind of now in their in the spring, kind of in their downtime. But athletic people, obviously, a lot who played multiple sports, including baseball. You know, just trying to get them going. Maybe it's enough education to get through a 10 year old game or an 11 year old game, whatever it might be. But in the spring, everybody counts. I mean, those three weeks in April are just murderers row. And obviously it's a little different when the weather's a little better and maybe you start a little earlier, but, you know, kind of east of the Mississippi and in that Northern corridor, when college is rolling, high school is rolling and, you know, every tournament provider on the planet wants to run a 200 team tournament. It's everybody counts. So my team has, has done a phenomenal job on bringing people in. And the crazy part about it is when you do it well, now you have to duplicate it. It's such a crazy business because if you're doing it right, you're giving your people to somebody else every year. So Hopefully I'm given 20% of what we do in the United brand to a higher level assigner. Now, maybe sometimes we're passing them up 
to our own because because of what we have in terms of uh, you know the ladder, but I got to replace that twenty percent then. Right. Um, sure. And you know the the umpire that was maybe working four or five thirteen year old games is now working a varsity JV doubleheader on a Saturday. So and who am I to take that away from them? You know I want them to succeed, and that's the next stepping stone for them. So it's our challenge to to replenish. And I know. I know you, you know all about this, so I'm preaching to the choir here. No, it rings very, very true. So Yeah. So and the thing you were talking about, was this like a, a YouTube uh, series or was it something yeah. that was done yeah, live? You actually, yeah, and it's actually available still on YouTube. Um, I forget the exact verbiage, but if you go to the United Umpires YouTube channel, um, I think it might have been called Preseason – and I know they're, it's certainly labeled one through five. So oh, okay, you can find them there. Um, Excellent. We'll put that link. We'll try to get that and put yeah. that link uh, in our show notes as well. And the, the last thing I want to say, I guess, before maybe we wrap up is we try to do something. We try to have a signature for our fall clinics kind of every year. Try to teach something new or outside the box or a little bit different than, than is done. Because we have so many people, I think, that come to clinics year after year. And I would hate for them to sit there and listen to us talk about rotations every year. And of course, that's part of the staple of what's going on, but, um, and what we're covering, but this year with everything that has gone on in the world of video and all of the scrutiny that that's out there, I I think our biggest challenge this year and the thing we're taking on is, is kind of conquering the box and everybody hates it. The, you know, the, the ESPN box or, you know, the, the fight against, you know, what's an accurate strike zone. And, and we're really proud to, to bring our laser plate to, to the, to the table and, you know, very thankful for the guys that designed that and, and, and let us use that to really calibrate the umpires. And this year bringing on some Oculus training with, with VR and, and some of the, the different, um, technology elements and and that's really our challenge this year is to try to make our umpires understand where pitches are um and and improve that that accuracy um and and one of the things i try to tell them always is you know maybe one baseball off the plate is a strike wherever you're working today maybe two baseballs you know but let's calibrate ourselves in a way that we know that it's one baseball off the plate but today we're going to call that a strike Uh, or it's two baseballs off and this is a little league game and we're going to call that a strike, you know? So that's our, our challenge this year is that understanding of where the pitches are. And I think we've got a lot of great technology that can help us do that. So we're very excited for the next eight weeks or so. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I was going to call Brian. I saw something Facebook somewhere. He had that box set up and they were doing that. And so. Yeah, I want to call him and say, "Tell me about this box." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may get that call yet. So, it's a great thing to see a, a company really embracing the new technologies and really adapting that into what we do, and just giving campers a new perspective on yeah. on what it is to call balls and strikes and where things really are, and allow them because of technology to get a, a look at it that they've never had before. Yeah, I mean it's it's the technology in the camp, but it's also understanding that the coach that you see on a Tuesday afternoon is going to go back and watch the video 
and you're not just in a fight that day, you know, it, it kind of used to be like, if you got through the game and, you know, everything looked okay, there was no way for anyone to go back and watch the game back and find out this and find out that and realize you were, you know, really six inches off the plate both ways. And, but now there is that ability and, and guess whose inbox gets flooded with those videos. Um, So, uh, and I, and I think umpires in general, if you do this, you're in that fight against yourself to get things correct. And I think as a, a signing group and then also as a group that is, you know, highly leveraged in every education. I, I think we want to give our guys and our gals the best uh, tools to be successful. And, and I think that's what, what this is doing. And uh, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting because I, I think there's some different pieces that come out of this. Um, some pretty strike, some pretty tight strike zones um, start to come out of this. Um, and, and that leads to a, to a whole nother level, which I kind of just talked about, which is got to kind of know where you are on that day and, and right. what's expected, but um, we'll, we'll embrace that one as it comes along as well. And um, try to get everybody calibrated. That's the big word for the year. Calibration. Calibrate, there you go. Yeah. I'll buy well, that. I'll buy that for nickel. <laughs> absolutely. Well, we certainly hope that uh, this reaches a lot of people Midwest and, east coast so uh our hope uh for this is for your camps to get flooded with people (laughs) well that would be that would be great you know i i would love to to tell you that we want to have quantity but we really want to have that quality um we we would love to we want to have those umpires that are there to really improve themselves and you know what there's eight weeks and we got five camps on the book so you know what that means if we get flooded we got room to add three more. And if we have to, <laughs> if we need to, we will be happy to. So it's, uh, it's always great to be here with you guys. I appreciate it. I, I know we do this probably once or twice a year and it's, uh, it's always great to hear what's going on on the left coast and uh, always great to hear what you guys got going on. So I appreciate it. You having me on the show. Thanks, well, thanks a lot, Alex. Alex. We appreciate, appreciate your brother. All right. Take care, Alex. Thanks guys. All right. See you. Well, that concludes this episode of Strike 3 Podcast and also concludes this fall's series about umpire camps and clinics. We'd like to thank our guest, Alex Scandalis, for joining us again this fall and making time to talk to us and share his ideas about camps and clinics and umpire improvement and development and also to share United Umpires camps and clinics that they're offering this fall. So thanks for joining us here on Strike 3 Podcast, your source to take your empire to the next level. Thanks, everybody. Oh, before you go, like all good sports officials, we value the importance of feedback. Please rate our podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get this podcast. Your rating will help us improve and assist others in finding the Strike 3 Podcast. Or please feel free to email us at feedback at strike3podcast.com. That is feedback at strike, the number three, podcast.com. Thanks for listening.